Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. It's time for Startup Office Hours. I'm Scott Fox. It's great to see you. It's lunchtime here in Southern California, so it's time to talk about startups. My favorite topic, and, well, hopefully yours, too. We're going to be here for an hour or so today during my lunch break to see if I can help you uh, get farther faster with your startup. I've been really fed up over my career by all the gatekeeping that goes on in the venture capital industry, so I'm here today to try to help you figure out how to uh, bring your vision to life. Uh, the mission here of the Startup Council is to uh, create more on-ramps for uh, first-time, underrepresented, or uh, any other kind of founders who are facing challenges. And I've been at this for a long time, so we're going to be taking your questions here live over the next hour or so. And even if you have an investor pitch you'd like to practice, so we can do that too, just for practice. No, we're not handing out any checks today. But the idea today is to help accelerate your learnings on the startup ecosystem. How do venture capital firms work? How do you value a company? How do you build a team? Finding product market fit, customer acquisition costs versus lifetime value. How do you put together a pitch deck? All these sort of nuts and bolts that often get skipped by the advanced players in the ecosystem because they think it's obvious, but it's not obvious, right? This is hard stuff, and it, uh, it takes time to learn, especially if you maybe don't have a business background. Uh, it doesn't mean you're not smart and talented and going to change the world. It just means that you've invested your time learning other things that hopefully you can leverage to build a successful growth company of your own. So we're going to be here taking your questions. Let's turn on the chat room. We should be live about now. Uh, on uh, YouTube and LinkedIn Live and uh, a couple Facebook pages, as well as Blog Talk Radio. There's a podcast version of this. So if you are joining us from anywhere around the world, please uh, go ahead, post a comment. Let me know where you're from uh, and what you'd like to talk about. If you'd like to join me on camera, those are the best questions, of course, because everybody gets tired of me talking, including me. I'd love to hear from you. I don't have all the answers, right? I'm more of a facilitator. Um, but I'm here to try to help you figure them out, and together as a group, I hope we can build relationships that will help everybody in the ecosystem uh, not just survive but thrive. And even on top of that, hopefully thrive and help others in return, paying it forward, all that kind of stuff. So if that sounds good to you, I hope you'll join me. Come on into the chat room. Like I said, uh, YouTube, LinkedIn Live, uh, Facebook, all uh, connected here at the same time, hopefully. And we're going to be uh, getting going here as soon as some folks uh, share with us what they'd like to talk about. So why am I the one here doing this? Who am I? Okay, well, um, I'm here, first of all, because of the mission I just expressed. I think that the Internet revolution, the digital revolution, uh, the crypto revolution, the AI revolution, all these things are changing the fundamental tenets of business worldwide. But they're also creating opportunities to help other people and make some money while doing it. So that's what we're here to help accelerate. I've been fairly successful at this over a period of 20-plus years. Um, so I'm using this as volunteer time along with the Startup Council organization that I started to help entrepreneurs all over the world uh, accelerate their success. I'm a longtime serial Internet entrepreneur, these days mostly an angel investor. So I've been on both sides of the table. I've raised money. I've pitched. I've been through all that pain of writing business plans and pitch decks and traveling uh, for very uh, nervous meetings uh, to pitch people. Uh, I've been on stage a lot pitching and then also uh, coaching, consulting, uh, and judging uh, pitch competitions because I'm an investor. I'm active in several angel investment groups uh, as well as um, an LP in several investment funds. 
And my specialty these days is focusing on early stage startups, not surprisingly, <laughs> by, the, by the show title, um, and, uh, and trying to help more people figure out this kind of crazy world. I was not born an insider. I didn't know anybody in this world. Um, I'm kind of a self-made man. Um, and along the way, I've been doing my best to help others. Uh, in fact, I've written these books. Uh, sorry, this way. Um, these books are all books I've written about entrepreneurship, so if you haven't read one of those yet, please do. Those are about how to uh, find what's good about you, your expertise, your interest, and leverage that into an online business. Uh, the three in the middle are in English. The others are in many languages around the world. You can see uh, Japanese and uh, Turkish and Russian and uh, Polish and Vietnamese. So anyway, if you're joining us from over, overseas, that would be great to have you um, to have you uh, with us today. If you'd like to join me on camera, uh, please just go to this URL, founderofficehours.com, founderofficehours.com, and you'll show up. Uh, there's a little backstage area, and you can let me know what you want to talk about, and then I'll bring you on camera. So founderofficehours.com is a friendly group, and we're happy to, happy to help with anybody who wants to show up and, um, and participate in the conversation. Um, and I'd also love to have you guys try that out because I've tried an URL, uh, URL shortener there, and hopefully that will work. So if it doesn't work, let me know, and I'll give you the full link, which is long, you know, scrambled, blah, 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 blah thing, which is harder to use. So hopefully that will be useful to you. Uh, so there's Eric. Hey, Eric, nice to meet you. Where are you from? Uh, how do I chat? Uh, I think you're doing it, Eric. Uh, keep going. <laughs> there we go. And there's Ashley from Baltimore. Nice to meet you. And uh, Eric is uh, joining us backstage. Excellent. So it looks like that worked, huh? Cool. And then Ashley's got a chat. Okay, Ashley, if you'd like to join on camera, we can have a much better conversation um, if you can turn on your camera. And I give priority to folks who are on camera because that makes it more interesting for everybody else, basically. Uh, we'll try to get to the questions that are in the text as well. But the focus is, of course, on the video because it's a video world we live in. Um, so founderofficehours.com. Let me give you a couple disclaimers, and then we'll get going. Um, you can invite your friends to join us real quick if you haven't already. If this looks useful to you, it's probably useful to some of your friends. The easiest place is over on YouTube at my uh, YouTube channel. Um, comment on LinkedIn or YouTube to post your questions to live chat that answer uh, uh, some of the questions here. And then, oh, the disclaimers, of course, right? So this is not legal or financial advice. This is an entertainment show. <laughs> We're just trying to help you in entertainment purposes only. You really should consult your own advisors. And of course, this is being recorded. Uh, and while you're clicking and looking at stuff, or I'm clicking and looking at stuff, uh, please like and subscribe because that's how this all works, right? I'm doing this for free, hoping to help all you guys. If you can help me get the word out, click like and subscribe and share and post and all that kind of stuff. Uh, that would be much appreciated because uh, that's the only way this keeps going, right? If it's, it's just me talking to myself, I'll stop doing it. But if you guys are here, I'm happy to help. Um, let's see. Well, let me just put this in there as well. This, I think, yes, it is. Okay, there's my LinkedIn. Uh, if you want to uh, hit me up on LinkedIn, please tell me who you are and why, you, why you're why you saying hello, all right? Because I don't link to anybody that I don't know. But we can count this as knowing because <laughs> at least you've demonstrated, you know, some uh, actual interest in this sort of stuff and be happy to help you and connect there. Okay, so let's get back to this. All right, so uh, uh, Eric and – oh, Juan Juan's back. Hey, Juan Juan, nice to see you. Uh, Eric, can you just type in real quickly um, into – there's a private chat room back there that can let me know what you want to talk about. You're 90% you're of the way there, but I just need to know who's, who wants to talk about what so I can get a show flow going here. And Juan Juan, you too, you've done this before, so if you could type that in. And Ashley – um, founderofficehours.com is the link, and um, same thing. When you get in there, uh, it's on the screen, actually. The, the, the link is on the screen, founderofficehours.com. 
Um, okay, so Eric, and here comes Sean. Hey, Sean, excellent. Okay, so we got some people backstage. So let's. Um, all right, well, let's just. Okay, and hello from Anna. Hey, Athena, nice to see you, Michael. Um, Mike, audio is is good or bad? Hold on, we've got a complaint here. We need to settle that because I know Michael, and he says. Mic audio is usually better quality. Okay, good. That's helpful. Let me see. Maybe we've got the wrong mic keyed in here. Um, <laughs> hold on, guys. Let me. That's very good feedback. Um, I'm going to change the mic. Come on, you. Because hmm. I have a good microphone, Michael, so that's valuable feedback. Sorry, everybody. Just give me a second. How to... I can mute and... Un- oh, here we go. Settings. Let's try that. Audio. Yeah, you're right, Michael. Excellent. Let's try this. How's that? Is that a little better? Hopefully that is better. Um, I switched over microphones, I think. So give me uh, some feedback on that if you can, on the microphone. Okay. Hopefully that's better. And thank you for letting me know because I can't hear myself. Okay. Nadera's backstage, and she or he would like to love understand idea valuation. Okay, that's interesting. Eric, I haven't heard from you yet. You've got priority. If you can find that chat room, let me know what you want to talk about. That's way better, Melina says. Great. Okay, good. Thank you, Michael. Good. i got to remember to put that in my script to check on that because, right, I can see the cameras working, but I can't, <laughs> I can't hear myself. So awesome. Thank you, Michael. Okay. Oh, okay, Eric. So Eric says pitch deck. Okay. Okay, good, Eric. That's a great question. Okay, uh, we'll do that. Juan Juan, Sean, and Nadira. Uh, well, Nadira, you did, but Juan Juan and Sean, give me um, some detail about what you'd like to speak about, and um, we'll, I'll work that into the flow. Okay, so now that's enough preamble. So this is me. Uh, you're in now too, Ashley. Great. Okay, so there's the gang, and we're going to get started here. So let's get going. Uh, Eric, I'm going to – well, let's bring a bunch of you on camera. I, you know what would be super helpful for me, guys, is actually a quick photo op because – I, you know, we need these, excellent, look at that, there's a nice group, hi everybody, hey there, all right, so I need these because we do these, you know, social media, I need pictures, (laughs) right, so this proves that we're all here together, so uh, can anybody give me a thumbs up or anything friendly looking like that, that would be super, thanks guys, I appreciate it, and okay, now we're going to focus on my friend Eric and uh, Nadira and Sean, we'll get back to you, okay, and there's Juan Juan's coming too, okay, Eric, after much delay, uh, can you hear me, Eric? Go ahead and let me know what you'd like. Yeah, uh, is my microphone Yep, that sounds good. Oh, fantastic. Okay, I, I guess like, what I've been struggling with for the last uh, year or back or that um, is the, the very concept of investment money. And often an investor such as yourself or someone else is not going to cut a check for a quarter million dollars for a great idea until somebody has got the track record um, minimum viable products and some kind of sales happening. Yep. So the, the Grand Canyon in between that is how do you get somebody? And so here's my theory. Tell me if I'm off, uh, if I've come off the rails here. Okay. Set up a corporation of some, of some denomination where I can issue stock and actually sell something to somebody, even though I might be selling 10 shares, 20 shares to someone, friends, family. And I've heard this before, but that would be the idea. They would actually be receiving some, uh, stock, let's say ten dollars a share. Okay. Uh, so they could buy twenty-five for two hundred and fifty dollars, or hope I math it right. Mm-hmm. Um, but something losable. Yeah. Does that make sense? And then yeah. rather than you know having Uncle Jim give you you know a hundred thousand dollars because he likes you, 
and then come to, and then lose the whole pile and goes, you sorry about that, and then nobody speaks to you at Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So, does that make sense, spreading it out and doing crowdfunding and that kind of thing to get it to the point where you can get minimum viable, put it out there, Yes. and yeah. that kind of thing? Is that, was that the approach, but set up a corporation and just and sell small pieces? I got you. And then, so, okay, so I get the idea, and it is a rational approach, and it could work. Um, it's not the way things are usually done, though. Um, and I'm not sure it's the best way. I guess it depends on your family, <laughs> your friends and family, right, and their appetite for this sort of thing, right? Um, normally what I would recommend in this situation is to do whatever you can to prove some traction already, right? So if you literally have nothing, and I understand about the chasm, right? Like you've got the idea, but you need to get from zero to one, right? That's the classic, you know, paradigm, right? Um, is, so let me back up a little. Is this a consumer product or a business product? It's a Windows uh, software uh, package. And I, I have a pitch deck, and I also have what I call a, a user experience. So if you looked at it, it, it looks like working software, mm -hmm. and it steps through. You know, you would click here, then it would do this. You would click here, it would do this. Right. It looks like working software, but right, right. it isn't. Okay, but is and it consumer want, targeted or business? Uh, a little bit of both. Probably not big business, but uh -huh. consumers – along the lines of someone who wasn't a, a, like a, a programmer or somebody who was really heavy-handed into it, somebody like right. mom, dad, retired guy, right, right. Uh, a real estate agent, that kind of thing. Okay. So to me, the, as an investor, a guy who's done a lot of business, I'm immediately thinking about distribution, right? So how are you going to get this out to everybody, right? So that, that's the crux of your problem. So I think in terms of looking at it as an investor, right? I don't know anything more that we just met, right? But that's all I know. I'm immediately thinking, okay, Windows, massive distribution. How do you get this add-on or plug-in or code or app or whatever it is out to all those people and encourage them to adopt it? So what I would be looking for any investor, even Uncle Fred or Aunt Ginger or, you know, whoever it is, crowdfunding, whatever, to have some demonstration that people give a shit. That's really the issue, right? So, um, and again, I don't know you, so I hope this is helpful. Uh, and if it's not, we can keep going. Um, I would drive to do some beta tests or even alpha tests, right? Can you buy, say, $100 of ads on Google or LinkedIn or wherever your people hang out, some private forum for developers or retirees or whatever it is, right? And post this out there and see if anybody reacts, right? You may, I understand you don't have anything to sell yet, but what you're, it sounds like you've done so far is a lot of supply and you haven't done any proof of demand. And that's what investors are worried about. Your point at the beginning is exactly right. Um, it used to be that you could kind of say, hey, I'm, um, I know about this Internet thing and it's going to be huge. I've got an idea. Give me some money. And people who didn't know about that Internet thing were like, okay, you know, and, and they would let you kind of run at least on an idea. These days, it's not only worse than that, investors won't even talk to you unless you have some demonstration of traction. I mean, real investors. So again, Fred and Uncle Fred might, but, um, and I'll get back to that. But um, if you want to talk to real investors, the sooner you have any proof points, and I mean literally like I, I put up a survey and I had 50 people responded and hopefully, you know, a majority of them were at least interested, like anything, right? Like, um, or, uh, you know, I put out a coupon for uh, half off and people, you know, 100 people joined my waiting list, even though it's not ready yet. I mean, just like phantom offers, not unethical fake offers, but things that demonstrate that other people see value in this. Because as soon as you have that, even Uncle Fred is going to be more interested, right? Investors are only interested in business, right? They don't care what the idea is, really. They want to know if they put in $1, they get 3 or 5 or hopefully $50 back, right? So 
some idea that the customers are going to engage on this, and this isn't just in your head, is critical. Um, so I would start with that kind of thing, some experimentation of, you know, just baby steps of like somebody outside of my, the space between my ears, somebody thinks this is useful, right? And then ramp that up as you can. That'll be helpful with Uncle Fred too. The other part of what you're asking about is crowdfunding. So crowdfunding is a specific phrase. So I, you're using it kind of generally, and you probably know this, but in case anybody doesn't, crowdfunding is a specific type of money raising where you post, you know, uh, shares uh, like Eric's saying, and then you bring in money, hopefully, for people interested. That's best for um, – this is why I kept asking business versus uh, consumer, because those are best generally for consumer-facing products that people get excited about, like a new Yeti cooler or you know, an electric scooter or some kind of makeup device or something, you know, fancy stuff that gets out to consumers. If you don't have consumer uh, customer base already, my guess is, Eric, you don't have people that are already fans of your product to participate in a formal crowdfunding campaign either. Crowdfunding looks like easy money, but it really only works. It's a marketing vehicle. It really only works if you can bring like at least half of the investors with you to the party. It's kind of like throwing a party, like you're opening a new nightclub, right? You need at least half the crowd to show up and start buying drinks before other people want to come, right? Um, so that's an official crowdfunding campaign. You were using the term loosely, so I'm going to cover both aspects. That's yeah, the official. I meant by crowdfunding is like yeah. a lot of people. Right. And I, and I have, like I said, I've got a, a, a pitch deck, and I also have, like I said, a – and I've actually got it under two minutes. Great. Um, and it's uh, also have, like I said, a user uh, uh, experience that you would be able to look at and go, yep. oh, it does this. So yep. are you proposing that I go to, for example, 100 or 200 people and uh, do an interview and say, this is what this thing does. Would you be willing to pay 19.95 for this? Yep kind of a question and yep. what a, an investor such as yourself or someone I've seen a lot of these I've got I've got way too much stuff about investing printed out on sitting on my uh, desk and wondering how to yeah uh, angle with the pressure shields <laughs> would they actually look at that if I had that level but still no product well it's right now you've got nothing man yeah, no, yeah so that, that, that's my point. Something is infinitely better than nothing. That's all I'm saying. Um, okay. So, um, but I, a caveat in the way you said that, I wouldn't go out and sit down personally with people. Um, it'll take forever, right? You need to do it online. You need to put up a little website, um, buy some ads or post it on a Facebook page or somewhere, get it out there so that you can get a volume of people like tonight, right? Or, you know, this weekend. Um, and, and I know it takes more setup than that. Um, but this is the internet is your friend. Like to do this person by person is going to take you forever. Plus you're only really going to start by talking to people you already know. And of course they're going to be inclined to say yes. Right. If you talk to uncle. That's my mom. Exactly. Exactly. So I put some sort of an advert. The thing is it's the the concept is extremely demonstrable. Mm -hmm. Um, And you you ever heard that? What was that? uh, It was a weight loss thing. It was lose weight now. Ask me how Remember that one. Okay. Sure. The guy made billion dollars on one quote phrase. Yeah, that's a good rhyme. What's that? It's a good rhyme, right? So it caught on. Yeah, it's yeah. Right. And so mine is you want to use Windows without using folders. Uh-huh, okay. So you can use, you can run your Windows system without folders. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And that's the idea behind this. You wouldn't have to use folders anymore. You don't yeah. Have to go into the so, so what I, exactly. So that's good. That's a good phrase. And this is particularly good because of the strategy I'm recommending. And again, this is, I'm just making this up. I'm just some guy you met on the internet, right? So I, no guarantees, right? But, um, that little phrase would work well in a text ad, right? Want to use Windows without using folders or whatever you said? You know, that sits in a text ad. And you put that on the Google search for people that are searching for Windows problems, and you'll have 
a targeted audience who already cares about how their Windows system operates. That's your target market, way better than Uncle Fred. Um, and you, you have to teach yourself some, it's called, you know, AdWords or AdSense, you know, the Google advertising system, which is not simple, but, it, but it's not. When they land, I guess my question is when they, okay, so they click on it, boom, they click on it, they go over here. They're going to land on a page that's going to say what? You know, thanks a lot for clicking on that. I don't have anything. Uh, join our mailing list to, um, you know, to hear more soon or, you know, thanks for showing up. Like I said earlier, we give you half off when it launches. Um, we're actually raising money for this. If you'd like to invest, it sounds about let me know. I mean, there's lots of things you could say. I mean, I, that's, okay, okay. A, that's a longer discussion. Um, but it, it's, and again, this is not a magic bullet, right? If Uncle Fred is ready to write you a $250 check and $250 check is useful to you, then go close that deal, right? I mean, every, this is, this is the part, what, what this is all driving at, and this is for everybody watching, this is the part where building a startup is not scalable, right? It's step-by-step step, talking to individuals, twisting arms, putting up dummy websites, you know, trying to get that first initial turn of the flywheel that demonstrates something to other people. So, if, so I, need to, I need to demonstrate this and then get somebody to land there and go, look, I put this ad out there. The ad hit had 100,000 hits on it. We had that 20,000 people come in and go, yeah, sure, I'll get more stuff. That, would that be enough to go to an investor? Well, every investor is different. So uh, generally, I hope so, right? I mean, every investor is different, right? So I don't know. But, I, but if you came to me and said, I have what you said, I have a great idea, huge audience, like, okay, great. I have a thousand ideas of a huge audience. What are you going to do about it, right? So, you know, you got to show me something. Um, and uh, where do you live geographically? Oh, me? Uh, Burbank. Uh, okay, so there are groups in Los Angeles like um, uh, Tech Coast Angels, and there's a lot of venture funds around town. Yep. You should start going to those events, too, and hearing the pitch. Maybe you have. I don't know, but start going yeah, to those. Yeah, okay, yeah, listen to the pitches and meet the people because the other piece that you need is even if you had perfect proof but you have no relationships, you need to build those relationships so that people believe you, <laughs> right? So um, it's, it's a long-term thing. You know, this is a sales process, and that, that's the, the ugly secret of startup land is being a founder is not just difficult. It also means you have to be a salesperson, even if you're not a salesperson. So um, that, that's your next challenge. <laughs> so, all right, well, got to move on here. I hope that's helpful. It's nice to meet you. Thank you. No, I, I'm, just, I'm just looking for the – I'm looking to jump that Grand Canyon. So. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. I, no, no doubt about it. But I hope, hopefully that will get you on the way. And keep listening. We do this once – well, not next month, in December. Um, and then in, uh, yeah, in January I'll be doing this. And then we're going to be starting our masterminds groups online as well, like every other month in 2023. I've been lazy about that in 2022. And those are smaller groups than this. Um, where we really bear down with group uh, group discussion of, and it's not just me talking, but the whole group. So anyway, get on our mailing list. Let me put up that mailing list. Uh, everybody, if you if I think this, I'm already on your mailing list. Okay, well you probably are, but let me give it to everybody else. Okay. Um, okay. So, so I have to not only prove because the concept is, I mean, is pretty slick. I, I mean, of course, I thought of it, <laughs> but um, but uh, uh, I, every person I talk to about it goes, oh yeah, I'd love to do that, and that'd be that'd be much easier to work the computer without, you know, the digs with folders. Sure. Uh, yeah, no, the concept is great, but investors don't invest on concepts anymore, and you know that. That's why you asked, <laughs> right? So, yeah, you need, some, okay. you need something more than that. I need, some, I need some traction proof that people are, in fact, interested. Yeah. And try to... I, I, that's my opinion, right? One guy you met on the Internet. <laughs> All right. Nice to meet you, Eric. Let's see who's Thank next you. here. You bet. Nice to meet you. I think uh, Sean was oh, – hold on. Let me just look what you guys posted in the chat and have this make some sense. Uh, so it's uh, – Eric. Okay, yeah, Sean. Okay, let's talk about. Okay, so, all right, here's our friend Sean. And. Oh, hi there. 
Hold on, Tom, one second. Oh, my mic's working. Everything's going well? Yep. One, one moment here. Awesome. Let just uh, still gotta turn off Eric and bring – they make these bars like it's gray on black. Some designer thinks that's really clever. There we go. I'll get you, Eric. There we go. Okay. There you go. Okay. Hey, Sean, where, where are you calling from? So I'm actually based down in Miami, Florida. All right. Nice to meet you. Um, so first of all, Scott, it's a pleasure to virtually meet you. Um, I actually just came across you a few days ago, oh. and I think it's amazing what you're doing. It's a great initiative. Oh, and thank it really you. It's helping a lot of people. So, you know, great job for that, and we appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, of course, of course. So, Scott, just to get straight to the point, mm-hmm. I'm right now in a pre seed uh, stage in my company. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in the middle of building out the beta version of my product. And um, essentially right now, I have begun raising funds for my pre-seed round. And, you know, the million-dollar question, or potentially not the real billion-dollar question, is um, the company's valuation. Mm-hmm. Because obviously I'm pre-revenue and I'm pretty much, you can say, pre-product, even though it isn't being developed. I do have a demo that works. But um, I actually learned a lot from uh, your previous guest, I believe his name was Eric, um, when you had mentioned about just showing uh, some sort of traction or some sort of demand. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely take that into consideration. Mm-hmm. But besides just that, I mean, it's, you know, everyone I've spoken to thinks this is a great idea, and it's, um, I showed them the demo and it's as well. Congrats. Now, thank you, thank you. Um, so, so now I'm just kind of like trying to figure out what should I put as my company's valuation because obviously I can't take a hundred million dollar company with it's free product and yeah. free revenue. It just you look ridiculous. Yeah, I want to obviously right. um, you know, be fair. I know I'm working with investors and we both have an incentive for them to get the lowest valuation for me. Um, obviously to keep the valuation at a reasonable rate to keep myself incentivized and motivated as well. So yep. I just wanted to kind of figure out how do you come to like a middle ground with yeah. justifying the okay. valuation. Well, let me ask you a couple of qualifying questions. What, is it a software product, hardware, consumer product? What, it's what a is software. It? Yes, it's oh. a consumer-facing software product. Okay. It's on the mobile. It's going to be on the mobile app and Google, like Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. Okay. So it's a mobile app for consumers. Okay. Um, and it's not in market at all yet, right? No, it's okay. currently under development now. Okay. On the market. Okay. And have you talked to investors? Has anybody made an offer or do you have any indication? Yeah, yeah. so I've actually personally um, you know, I've made I've talked to a few investors and, you know, I've I've managed to successfully raise some funds. Oh. Um, but those are people that I generally know. They're mm-hmm. not they're people that are just wealthy individuals mm-hmm. and they're not necessarily um, you know, like I would say private equity investors, they're more of like real estate and other businesses. They're not really focused in on, on, you know, private equity and startups and things of that nature. So, you know, that's not their expertise. So I haven't spoken to like a real sophisticated investor who actually, you know, is involved in angel investing. Right. So there was no, no valuation assigned when this other money came in? Um, there was, yes. But I'm, I'm trying to obviously raise that valuation mm-hmm. um, that initial round. So okay. so now I'm at a point where, where I'm trying to, uh, you know, justify a higher valuation than the previous one. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so that's... So, and what, what, was that, what was that number? What, what was the valuation previously? I mean, it wasn't really a valuation. You can say it's like at a million dollar valuation based on the percentages, but it's more like a founder's round because they're coming with capital and right. also expertise. Okay. But, but I'm trying to, let's say, raise it right now. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, essentially, um, you know, that's, that's the whole thing is how do I justify the valuation? Yeah. Currently? Okay. So let me, um, so here's, here's, the, here's the deal. 
literally the deal. Um, early stage software companies are valued between two and four million dollars. That's it. So pick a number. Um, Sorry, you, you broke up. You said you said they're between what? Two and four million dollars. Two, three, four million dollars. That's it. Um, right. There's a lot of hand waving about how you actually value the company. Um, there are many methods, you know, involving discounted cash flows and the Burkus method and all kinds of stuff. But those generally are only really work once you have cash flows to value, right? So at the beginning, what's really happening is, as you said, and you know, you know, it's a haggle, right, on both sides. Everybody wants the best deal. But the other pieces are that if they're smart investors, they want to only take enough of the company to make their share but leave enough for you to be excited about it uh, and keep working hard and also a big enough chunk to allow your employees. You need to set aside 10, 15, 20% of the, of the stock for future employees, right? As the thing grows. An option pool. An option pool. That's right. Exactly. So, um, so that's kind of where you are. So if you were at a million roughly before, um, I know it sounds silly, but you, you just kind of pick one. I mean, if you're feeling aggressive, say four, right? If they're smart, they'll say two, right? And you'll end up around three. <laughs> but the point is, if you're, because you're, you're only going to raise enough, you know, so just very rough numbers, if it's two million valuation and you raise a million and a half, well, that's not going to work, right? Because then they own most of the company, right? And vice versa. If it's a $4 million valuation and they give you $40,000, well, they have such a small piece, they don't really care. And it didn't make any difference to you, right? So all these things come together somewhere in that middle where, okay, we're going to raise, call it, you know, two and a half million. And um, why don't you guys give us 250000 and then you've got a nice chunk. We've got enough to run for a few months, and then we'll see what happens, and then we'll get more of a real valuation, right? That, that's, right. that's the truth, um, and there's no right answer. The in-between here is something called a safe note. Do you know, do you know about safes? Yeah, I'm familiar with safe okay. notes, but I was thinking about saving that for my seed round um, because that's obviously where I plan to raise a lot more capital, and that's okay. where – really the valuation comes into play. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you can do safe notes in successive rounds. I'm not sure how that works. but It would be um, a little weird. The safe note, yeah, it would be, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I was thinking of saving that for the seed round. Yeah. Kind of doing more of a fixed round for the pre-seed. Right. Yeah, that would be a little weird yeah. too. Uh, honestly, it's usually done the other way around. Um, let me back up. For those who don't know, a safe note is simple agreement for future equity. So it's a deal that's not really a deal in the sense that um, people give you money and it's a simple agreement that in the future you'll give them equity, right? So they give you, say, $100,000, but you don't know exactly what percentage of the company that's worth because you agree that later when more sophisticated investors put in more money, they're going to insist on an actual valuation and this deal will be adjusted based on whatever those later professionals decide. And it's a very common thing these days. Um, and um, for exactly this problem, right? Because nobody really knows. If you have to say it's, you know, worth 2.638 million, uh, that obviously it's made up, right? Because you don't have any revenue. So a safe is a way around right. that. Uh, generally speaking, I, you don't usually do a priced round, in my experience anyway. And people, by the way, you know, if anybody has comments on anything that I'm saying, go ahead and put them in the chat room. I don't have all the answers here. You guys can welcome to talk to each other. Um, but um, uh, generally, you would see a couple of safe notes and then a price round, not a price round and then safe notes, because unless, unless your initial price round was quite low, which I guess it could be here, uh, and you were raising a small amount of money, it's usually the other way around, um, because yeah. just what I said, right? You kind of kind of wishy-washy at the beginning, and then you have some revenues. Say, okay, actually, we understand now. You have this kind of revenue, this kind of growth. We're professionals. We value it at $8.2 million or whatever it is, right? And then you get that. Um, now. Now, I'm just assuming real quick that when you're just really kind of funds, 
the main thing investors are looking for is I'm assuming the team and the opportunity and the product, right? There's not much else to really base their investment decisions off of the IT team and the product itself, the opportunity, the potential they think that it has. Yeah, so, I, I guess that's am, fair. Am I really missing anything else? And was there any other factor that's missing that I need to focus on besides the team and the product? I, I think those are good. I would break down the opportunity a little more, though, back to what I said to Eric earlier. The problem these days, and this, everybody listening to this, this is a big deal. The problem this, these days isn't ideas or even a team. It's distribution. There's so much noise. Everybody's on the Internet competing for everything, right? So any idea you have, I guarantee you there's 10 other people doing something pretty close. Probably not as good as you, but I'm not saying it's you, Sean, but everybody, right? You right. got it. What investors need to know is an awesome team. Love your idea. How are you going to reach the audience? That is the hard part, right? Um, so that's the piece I would think more about. So opportunity is correct, but the pieces that feed that opportunity equation. Right? It's all about the execution. It's all about the execution. I get, yeah. I get what you're yeah. saying for sure. Yeah. And lastly, just one last question. Huh? Um, regarding reaching angel investors, um, I know there's plenty of ways like LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in Miami, so um, would you recommend? I recommend, like, I guess, like, meetups, um, mm-hmm. you know, like, things of that nature. Yeah. Let me just see who else is backstage because we're taking a lot of time with you. So Nadir, I wanted to talk about oh, Nadir, hopefully this is helpful to you on your valuation question a little bit that <laughs> we've been talking oh, about. Oh, I promise. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a, good, it's a good question. I just don't want to hold everybody else up. Mateen. No, for sure. Yeah. Hold on. Let's see. Juan Juan. Okay. Uh, yeah, Juan Juan's question is going to feed right into yours. Ashley, can you post, and Mateen, can you post in the private chat backstage what you want to talk about? I think you did in the other chat, but it's scrolling fast enough I can't read it. So Mateen and Ashley, there's another private chat room back there. I'd love to have you. Just give me a, a, a tease here, and then we'll um, talk to uh, Sean here just a, another minute, and then Nadira will get to you um, as well. Okay, so uh, finding a- angel investors. So finding angel investors is, is, is like the holy grail, right? <laughs> I mean, like, where's the money? <laughs> um, so... Um, Yes, you're, you're, what you said is right. Meetups are great. Um, in most places, uh, like in Miami, I don't know, but I'm sure there is, I'm trying to think of angel group I can think of in Florida. There's got to be one. I can't think of it offhand, but there are angel, organized angel groups. Like here in Southern California, we have Tech Coast Angel, and um, every, lots of people come to us, right, because there's 400 of us, right? So it's an easy way to get some flow. Um, almost any geographical area these days has some level of angel. Um, if there's not an official one, I'd look at your local universities and the business school, right? There's probably somebody there running startup competitions these days or an entrepreneurship program. Um, I'd look at your own, uh, and if, maybe not in your area, but say you live in Miami, but you went to school in Michigan or whatever, right? Look back at your alumni associations, or if you're a veteran, or if you're a woman, or if you're an immigrant, or if you're whatever, right? There's groups for all of these that cross geographies as well. Um, right. The um, trying to think. I, I, get, I, I hate to do this, but I got to do it. I actually built an answer to this because it is such a problem, and this is what Juan on wanted to talk about. Go to startupinvestorsdirectory.com. I built this. <laughs> we built this over the last two years because oh, okay. of this problem, um, and it's so hard for early-stage investors to, to get straight answers. This is a directory. Literally, uh, we've got about 800 uh, early-stage investors listed there with all kinds of details on them, and it's a searchable database. Nobody's really done this at an affordable price ever. Like you try to join PitchBook or something, it's like three or $5,000 or something. Um, so, right, right, right. so I built this literally for you, Sean. <laughs> so go check it out. Yeah. Um, and it's still in beta. It's not perfect. So we'd love if you, if you check it out, um, you can, uh, there's a survey, you know, let us know. We're going to get it up to thousands.
thousands of investors soon. Um, and actually, that was Juan Juan's question. He signed up after last month, I think, to talk about how to use us. So I guess we can segue into that. But there is a um, – if um, let me give you the code. Uh, bronze oh crap. Bronze Beta 50. Bron- I think that's it. Hold on. Let me just we're, – we're, we're, it's half off that way. Bronze Beta 50. Um, well, if that doesn't work, the message me on LinkedIn. <laughs> Bronze beta, yeah, because it's for the bronze level membership, which is the basic one. But then you can get in and look around. And like I said, it's not finished yet. But this this is the problem, right? I literally spent the last um, eighteen months building this because it's so difficult. There's so much noise, um, and hopefully this will be helpful. So anyway, thanks for the thanks for the setup. I appreciate you giving time to all the questions. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Nice to meet you. Hey, Juan, Juan, you want to turn on your camera and we can talk some more about that if you'd like. There he is. Okay. There's one on. Hey. Hey, nice to see you again. Good to see you again. Okay. And uh, Sean, thank you. We're going to talk to one on. Okay. Sorry, Nadira, you are. I'm going to talk to you. I swear. Uh, but Sean uh, led right into this question. So go ahead, one on. How's things? Yeah. No. Um, you know, I signed up like you said last month on uh, StartupInvestorsDirectory.com, uh, and uh, what's the best way to reach out to? You know, each investor, cold email, phone call, LinkedIn, mm-hmm. Twitter. Yeah. Uh, there's so many, you know, contact links there. Um, That's right. So, yeah. Okay. Well, it's a great question because this is the piece a lot of people screw up, right, which is think – and I'm not accusing you of this, but you're smart enough to ask the question, so you, you, you obviously understand this. Not all investors are the same, right? So what a lot of people are going to do is they're going to go to this website and think, wow, there's 800 investors here. I'm going to copy down all the email addresses and email them all, right? And that is the wrong approach, right? And, and you know this. That's why you asked, right? Um, don't do that. Like, that's just stupid, right? You're wasting your time and you're wasting theirs. And you're making it harder for other entrepreneurs, too, because you're just spamming, right? Tool is designed for what Juan Juan is suggesting uh, at StartupInvestorsDirectory.com. Go in and you can search. So you are pre-seed your um, whatever aerospace startup or your crypto startup or whatever, and you can drill down and find the 10 or 20 people, not people, but firms, investors, that invest in your space. That's the key. This is not quantity, it's quality, right? And uh, I'll put the link up again there. Um, so if you can find a dozen of those, as you probably have, have you done that yet? I mean, have you used the tools to drill down? I have, yeah. I, I mean, I've been drilling down, but uh, now it's time to go reach out to okay. them and, and make sure it's uh, the best approach. Okay, good, good. Okay, I'm glad it was working so far. <laughs> like yeah, I said, it's, it's, in, yeah. it's in beta. Um, okay, so uh, so then the next step is to um, research the ones that you really like. And, and then your question was, you know, is it email? Is it Twitter? Is it through the contact form on their website? The answer is yes. It's whatever works, man. Um, and the difference is that sounds like a spammer's recommendation, but what I'm suggesting is if you've done the research right, you know what they've invested in already. And that's what I want people to get out of this website is understanding that the best investor – potentially, is one who's already made money in your space, right? If you just go to the random people, who knows what they're doing? Who knows if they even still have any money, right? You need to find people that are – so you're going to look for firms, not for uh, startups in your space who've gotten funded and who funded them. And then use this tool because there's a section in there called portfolio, right? And so say that your your biggest comp, the comps, they call comparables – your biggest comps are, you know, what are Ford, you're a car, car, a startup car company, bad example, but just keeping it simple, is Ford and General Motors, right? So you go in and search, and there's keyword search, right? So search Ford, 
and see if you can find who invested in Ford and search General Motors, see who searched in General Motors, and then look at their stuff. And we may or may not have an email address for them, but we definitely have their website and some other information. And figure out everything you can so that when you reach out, it's personalized, right? It's, you know, it's not just, hey, I've got a startup. It's whatever, you know, hi, Julie, you know, you and I both went to the University of Michigan, and I see that you had some success by investing in Ford. Well, we're a new Ford competitor, and we have these great growth metrics coming. I'd love to connect with and tell you more. You know, and just let them know you, you actually you give a shit. That's, that's the key. These are people, right? This is not like talking to Citibank, which has, you know, 100,000 employees. Venture firms are small, and angel investors are individuals, right? I'm, I'm one guy, right? So you got to, like, make it – Show them you you care. Sounds <laughs> stupid, you know. It's like this is like dating. Honestly, this is more. You know, it's like not Tinder dating. This is like actual dating, like like making friends and you know building a relationship. Um, so if Twitter works, cool. You know, if their contact form works, cool. If you can find their email address, great. You know, and hopefully we'll have more of those as the site grows. Um, quick word on contact forms. Contact forms are way better than nothing because you know someone there should be reading generally not what you want to do if you can avoid it because that will go to the most junior person at the firm, right? And they're not going to have any clout, right, to, to say, hey, I got this great lead, you know, we should invest. It's going to go to the, the intern, right, who's going to be like, this person isn't crazy, this person isn't crazy. That's like their only criteria to forward it on, right? So um, I would then move over to LinkedIn, basically, and see if you figure out who the partners are, ideally who the partners that write checks are, like the managing partners, the general partners, not just the associates or the venture partners or the operating partners or the principals, but look for those big titles and then see, like I said, if you can generate a personalized approach. Sorry, you got me going there. Is that helpful? Yeah, yeah, yeah that is. Thanks. Okay. Thanks, okay. That. All right, good. Great. Well, I'm glad the site's working for you. I hope to I hope that, uh, yeah, yeah, give us some feedback Thanks. and appreciate you showing up. Nice to see you again. All right, Nadira, you're on. I can see you. She's fixing her hair. Here she comes. All right, here's Nadira. Hey, Nadira. Nice to meet you. Okay, one, one. Uh, I'm going to turn one, one off, and here's Miss Nadira. So where are you calling from, Nadira? Um, I'm also calling from Florida. Florida. Okay, cool. And um, so much of what you guys are talking about is a little Greek to me. Fair enough. But I um, went ahead and I gathered up all my savings and seeds and 401k. Uh-oh. And I built a quote-unquote Tinder for housing, which is a matching website that will allow people to purchase a home together where they would be able to split equity, not rent. Oh. So, great idea. Yeah, I very cool. A great idea. That's why I risk every nickel I have. Wow. Um, um, my concern is um, how do I get two people like yourself uh, and others to A, either have someone invest. You know, I had some interest when I went to Aspen Ideas, but they were turned off that I started an LLC mm-hmm. and not a C Corp. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and do I even have someone invest? I got this to market. It's live now. Uh-huh. Um, and I've Great. been promoting and I've been doing everything you said. You know, when we got a landing page, we had we started all of the social media. We started posting little hints about how this could be beneficial for low and medium, um, middle income um, individuals and couples and families. Very cool. I, I I'm just not sure what the next step is. Yeah. Which for me, the biggest is having 
operating capital primarily to market, mm-hmm. to get this, to market it in an effective way mm-hmm. that reaches the people. Yeah. Wow. Well, congratulations on getting that far. That sounds like you you took a big bite <laughs> and you're slowly chewing it. <laughs> Good job. Uh, I, I'm proud of you. That's a, I don't know you, but that's cool. Uh, it sounds like a real need. Um, okay. So a couple questions in there. Well, first of all, you pro- if you want to raise venture money, you have to be a Delaware C corporation these days. There's just no way around it. Um, but that's if you want to raise venture money. So if you can raise angel money and find people that will do the LLC, awesome, right? I mean, there's no reason not to, but um, it, it presents uh, difficulties for venture investors. And it's, it's mostly just that um, venture investors and, and their lawyers are just familiar with the Delaware C-Corp. Even two or three years ago, um, you could have like a C-Corp in Nevada or California or, or even an LLC maybe five years ago. But it's just the whole industry is kind of standardized, and that means that it's cheaper and faster for them. So they've got the checkbook, so they dictate the terms. That's just all there is to it. So Delaware C-Corp, you've got to kind of figure that out if you want venture investors. Um, there are people that will do the conversions. Uh, I don't think that's a big deal. I haven't done it myself, but some companies I've invested in have done, have done that conversion, and I, I mean – it's still real money, right? But it's maybe a couple thousand dollars. It's not like a zillion dollars, but it is, it's a pain. So anyway, that's one. Um, okay, so then it sounds like you're, you're in market, which is awesome. Good for you. A lot of people that have that kind of idea don't ever get there, right? There's a lot of talk and they don't get there. So that's awesome. Um, so I guess your question really boils into how to meet investors. Is that, is that really the heart of what we're asking about? I, I, I don't even know. So you sort of answered the question about valuation. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Um, you know, but how do I prove it? How do I yeah. show it? Right. Um, okay. Well, so, so that, that is, the, the short answer there is, is kind of what I said to Sean is um, it's made up, right? People will talk all day about different ways to um, calculate it, and they have to calculate it, right? Because they're fiduciaries. They're managing other people's money. They have to prove by a mathematical formula that they think that you're worth this, right? But honestly, what they're, you're going to do is you're going to haggle, and the number's going to come out. Like I said, probably between $2 million and $4 million pre-money valuation. And then you're, whatever, the negotiation, you're going to end up at whatever, $2,750,000. And then they're going to go back to their office and figure out, okay, how do we justify that $2.75 million? <laughs> so um, it, it, the truth is you pick a number that um, they will agree to. Okay. So somewhere between two and four. It's the same answer I have with Sean. Cause you, you, you said it's in market, but do you have any revenue yet? Actually, I got the first little bit of money to come in two days ago. Oh, congratulations. That's awesome. Everybody in the chat room, give her a thumbs up. That's, that is the best feeling in the world, right? When you're like, you have this stupid idea, and somebody that you don't know actually shows up and gives you money. Even it's like a dollar, right? It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not insane. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Good for you. So I thought I thought partly by my getting it, by my putting everything into it, mm-hmm. and really building out something mm-hmm. that I was looking for um, that provides very broad-based services, including access to loan officers, getting pre-approved credit repair, all of that stuff. That maybe it would be better for me to seek a loan. Okay. And I, yeah, you know. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Uh, the problem is I don't know who will loan you money given you don't have much. I gather there's not much revenue, right? We're talking tens or dollars or hundreds, not not real money, right? Okay. Um, yeah, banks, 
banks only give loans if they know you can repay it, right? So unless you're going to do a personal guarantee and you have other income that demonstrates you can support the loan, I, I don't think they're going to give you a loan. Um, but you have some things going for you, which hopefully you know about. You know, being, I, I gather you're African-American female and a minority founder, I mean, there's lots of people that want to help these days, way more than like five years ago, thank God, right? So um, there may be uh, loan guarantees or um, certainly venture funds that would be more have, uh, looser criteria, I guess you'd say, right? Um, I, don't, I don't know them off the top of my head, but there are people out there that, especially in a, with the housing thing, I mean, you've got a lot of, you're checking a lot of good boxes where the world needs help, right? Um, that, uh, I would hope there might be some easier terms from somebody, especially in Florida. I don't know who that would be. Um, uh, but I would look at, um, there's probably a small business development corporation. Have you run into them yet? SBDC. That's a federal government agency that, uh, it's your tax dollars, our, our tax dollars. Um, and they're part of the small business administration and they provide free consulting for early stage entrepreneurs. And a lot of them have, because it's government funded, they have particular mission to help, disadvantaged or first time or, you know, people who are new to this like you, um, and they would uh, either be able to help or like in a consulting way, they're not going to give you money, right? But they might know where the pockets of money are hidden, especially in Florida. Um, so I would look at the SBDC um, like, like today, that's, that's actually could be right on target for you. Um, and then in your local municipalities, uh, Fort Lauderdale, or I don't know if that's Dade County or whatever County that is. And then the state, you know, you, if you spend an hour or two on Google, just digging for programs, you know, just like the, um, PPP loans that came out during COVID, there are a lot of economic development, um, uh, budgets coming to market essentially because of president Biden's that big infrastructure bill, there's a ton of money coming at small business. Um, and your timing is actually really good for that. Um, there are probably new grant programs or loan, you know, uh, subsidized loan programs popping up. Um, and again, as a, as a, as a minority uh, entrepreneur, I think you, you, you're like poster child, right? They'd love to help. Um, so I, that's pretty vague, but is that helpful? <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, and then I would also encourage you, like we we're saying with, I'm losing track now. I think it was Sean. Um, meetups and any kind of events you can go to, even if they're virtual, um, go and meet people and let people know, right? It, it, the investment goes to those that the investors like and know, right? It's this, this is sales, right? You buy a car from your a used car from your brother, but you won't buy one from a stranger. Same thing here, right? Because you grew up with your brother, you know him, you trust him, right? They need to know and trust you. Uh, and you got to get out there and shake some hands and, um, you know, I think you'd be, you seem very personable, so I think you could probably make some friends. Um, uh, yeah, but that you got to get out there and hustle. Unfortunately, yeah. Okay, I appreciate it. Right. I mean, it's uh, um, I do wonder sometimes if my not having this vast background and experience in finance or whatever, I'm literally just someone who yeah. thought that this would be useful. Yeah, you're making it up as you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, for sure, that's hurting you. I mean, let's be blunt, right? Of course, right? I mean, it'd be way better if you were, uh, you know, you look like me and you had an MBA from Harvard. Of course it would, which is bullshit, but that's the truth, right? But you're you. Mm -hmm. So, and, and, you know, a good investor looks for the fire and the passion and the entrepreneur, and hopefully you can find some people that appreciate the you in there that means that you're the one that's doing it because the Harvard MBA dude isn't doing it, right? So that's what good investors do. 
um, and particularly ones that have a mandate to, um, you know, the, actually this might be a useful phrase you might not know. Have you heard of impact investing? Yeah. Impact investing is the code word essentially in, in venture capital for making investments that are, are financially good but also have an impact, right? So like clean tech or minority something or other, right? Or anything that has a positive social aspect to it. So impact yeah. investing is you're, – because, you're, again, you're checking a bunch of those boxes. It, you might look – that might be part of your Google searches, impact investing funds, yeah. uh, particularly in the southeast you know, or Florida – um, and one name that pops to mind, I don't know as many of these as I should, but there are women-focused investment funds. There's one out of Atlanta called Golden Seeds. You might look into that one. I don't know much about them, but um, Golden Seeds. Um, and I bet if you looked at them, you could find some others like them. Um, but those are a lot of those are impact investors. That's just the buzzword that they use. So, you know, they have a mandate okay. to make money, but also to support women in particular, right, that kind of thing. Uh, and that would be useful for you to, to add to your search. So, Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, awesome. Nice to meet you. Hope that was helpful. I uh, hope you'll come back and let us know how it's going. I hope it goes well. All right. All right, great. So that was a friend, Nadira. Okay, so let me take a couple. Um, okay, Nadira. Okay, Nadira and Mateen. Okay. Yes, okay, Mateen. You are up next, my new friend, Mateen. Okay. Ashley, you're backstage, but I still don't see what it is you want to talk about. So um, let me type in something. Um, and, um, and you other guys in the backstage, I'm going to have to remove you just so I can see you're filling up my screen. So Eric and Juan Juan and Nadira, it's been lovely talking to you. Um, I have to remove you. So it says remove guest. I don't know if that's going to kill you from the participation, so I'm sorry if it does, but just go to YouTube or LinkedIn and sign again. Hopefully it doesn't, but I can't see the other participants, okay? So Eric and Juan Juan and Nadira, I'm removing you. Please don't take it personally. Uh, it was great chatting with you, okay? And Juan Juan, I'm turning you off. There we go, so I can see some of the other folks, okay? And Nadira, lovely chatting with you. Let me put up the link again if you want to join me on camera. Uh, there it is. Um, and um, Mateen and Ashley, hang on a second. Let me just run through the chat room here and address anything outstanding like, uh, okay. Um, Ashley, oh, Ashley, that's what you wanted to talk about. I see that there, okay. Need a developer, been building the business part. Okay, Ashley, yep. Okay, we can talk about that in a minute. Just hang on, Ashley. We'll get there in a couple minutes. Um, okay, Athena and Michael said, hello, Todd. Wondering if I know any restaurant-focused, friendly investors in Southern California. Uh, hi, Todd. Um, no. Basically, sorry. Um, the restaurant business is, I'm a software guy, a more tech uh, sort of stuff. But I will say, obviously, there are a lot of great restaurants here, right? I mean, those of you don't know, but like within a couple miles of me are the headquarters of uh, uh, Taco Bell and uh, In-N-Out and uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken and you know, all the high-quality food. <laughs> There's a bunch of them. Anyway, and you must know that, Todd. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. What I was going to say was you might look at um, Tech Coast Angels. I mentioned that already. I'm a member there, techcoastangels.com. Any of you who are interested in um, uh, looking for angel investors, you're welcome to apply. The name is Tech Coast because most of the deals we do are around tech because that's where most of the growth opportunities have been the last 20 years. But we look at all kinds of stuff. Um, so if that's you, you – might you could go look. I have no guarantees, but that's, that's what comes to mind. Um, okay. Um, let's see. Elena, if you have two power, you want to, you know, one. Oh, this is interesting. Okay, we can do this one quickly. Melina says, if you have two projects, 
Oh, let me, I think I can put this on the screen. No, that's not it. Hold on, guys. And I've done this enough times, you'd think I would have figured this out by now. Come on, turn it off. There we go. There. Hey, look at that. Cool. Okay, so Melina says, you have two projects, you need to pick one. Equally good idea of one founder to develop and the other project manager. Which do you choose? Well, obviously, Melina, we don't know who you are. So are you a developer or are you a project manager? Um, but basically, I would pick the one that you're not um, because you need a rounded team, right? And um, particularly if you're not technical, I would uh, pick the developer because that's the hard skill, honestly. There's lots and lots of people that are good talkers. There aren't very many people that can actually build things. Um, and also because developers are in such demand that that gal or guy is going to go get a job quickly. A project manager, they'll get a job too. I mean, but it, it's developers are hard, hard to find. Um, so if you have the opportunity to partner with somebody who knows what they're doing, that's what I would recommend. Okay. Um, and that was Melina. Okay, let's see. I'm looking for Okay, small business. Oh, this must be Alan. Okay, so Alan's back with the, he's looking for small business contestants. Uh, this is a comedy club in New York City. Um, you can see that in the chat. Um, and uh, Alan, why don't you put the URL for your thing there? It's hard to, or did you? You must be in New York City on December 18th. So that's, that's pretty specific. Uh, B Diamond, how to pitch for a startup real estate company. Um, I don't, I don't know, B. Sorry, I mean that's too broad a question. Um, uh, safe note: Does that get tricky? Mary says yes, it does get tricky. I think we covered some of that. Uh, you're looking for a formula. Um, well, okay, this is a valuation question. So you put a million dollars. A company has a million dollar valuation, pre-money. Somebody puts in a hundred thousand dollars. So you think they own ten percent of the company, but they don't because the company is now worth one point one million dollars and they own a hundred thousands worth of $1.1 million. Um, I think I did that right. It's complicated, right? Um, and then that's called the post money valuation 1.1. Um, but other than that, Mary, there is no formula. It's like I've said a couple of times now, it's, it's negotiation. What they will pay what, um, they want and you will give up what you want to give up for that amount of money. There's no, it's not easy. That's why, <laughs> that's why people keep asking questions about it. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, and Todd, uh, Todd started out at uh, Teco Stadium. Okay. Well, that wasn't helpful. Sorry, Todd. That's, I, I don't know restaurant investors. I'm sorry. There are, actually, I've got a tip for you. Well, no, these are software companies still. I guess I would do what the other folks are doing. And, um, Mateen, I'm coming at you next. Sorry for the delay. Um, I would go and find other restaurant chains and see if you can figure out who their investors were, right? My um, startup uh, investors directory, probably not super helpful on that because it's really more venture capital focused. Um, but like if you're trying to do like, you know, a BJ's brewery or, you know, one of these local chains here in Southern California, um, figure out who invested in them and, and then, uh, Go hang out in Newport Beach um, where the family offices are <laughs> and see who you can talk into it, right? Balboa Bay Yacht Club. <laughs> okay, so let's bring on Mateen. All right, so back to our live questions. Hey, Mateen, thank you for your patience. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Thanks for your time, Scott. Yeah, hey, you're welcome. Where are you today? Oh, oh. I'm, I'm completely in. You're where? Oh, you're cutting out. I, I can't hear you. 
Can you hear me? There, you hear? that last little bit, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry for that. Uh, you got to keep talking, I guess. So where are you from? And I guess let's just get right to your question. And I'm sorry, it took a while. Yeah. Oh, okay. Excellent. So, okay. So I'm running a for traditional craft. So I for the uh, fundraising. So the fundraising for the business, like for something like that. Yeah, you're cutting out. I, I, I'm going to have to. I'll. I will. You put in the text. Your text in the chat room. So let me try that. Let's, and I'll repeat this, and you just tell me if that's yeah. right or not. Because <laughs> I think maybe your Bluetooth from your AirPods is not connecting or something, because your bandwidth seems fine, but you're, you just keep – anyway, so Mateen in the chat room said, I'm running an e-com business, e-commerce for traditional crafts. Can we do fundraising for small business for like $500,000? Is that the right question? Yeah, okay, good. Yeah. All, right. All right. Do you want to add anything to that, or are we, is that close enough? Close enough? Nope, lost it. Oh, too bad. Okay. Uh, huh. Okay. Well, let me give a quick answer, Mateen, in case you're there. Um, you can raise money for anything, but it's a, it's a question of um, the deal, right? So the trick is to find uh, investors who are interested in that. In, in your case, I think you'd have two paths. You've got e-commerce investors and the traditional craft investors. E-commerce investors um, are going to look at metrics around e-commerce, right? What kind of sales do you have and what's your cost of, per customer for acquiring a customer and the lifetime value of those customers and what kind of revenue you're generating. And if they gave you, say, $500,000, what would you do with it and how would that increase the metrics? On the other hand, if you're talking to the crafts vendors, um, ideally I'm hoping maybe they'd be excited because um, – they are more traditional hands-on manufacturers and maybe they don't know as much about the internet. So maybe you could be the vehicle to get them out to the wider world online, which we've seen with lots of e-commerce platforms. Um, oh, there he is. How's that? Are you listening to me? I was talking. Was that helpful? Yeah, it, 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 could, it is really helpful. Even the previous really helpful for me. Uh, yeah, I need a little bit of Started, uh, uh, thinking of fundraising. So, uh, so yeah. yeah, sorry, I, I still can't understand you, Mateen. Um, I was just watch. I was just answering your question while you were gone. So let me just finish, and then you can watch the replay, and hopefully that'll give you the answer because I don't want to repeat everything. It was just like a minute, but it was really good. It was exactly what you did. <laughs> I'm joking. I don't know if it was helpful, but um, I was just saying that e-commerce is one kind of investors, but the others might be for the arts and crafts people. Maybe you can help them get online, in which case they would probably be um, easier investors in the sense that they may not be so metrics-driven. Um, so you might look in the arts and crafts community. Um, but 500000 at least in the United States, it's a hard n amount because it's too much for individuals and not enough for a firm. Uh, I would be looking at more like if you could raise 250000 or $2 million, right, because those would be different audiences. The 200000 you might get from friends, family, or angels, wealthy people that you know or can meet. And at $2 million, that's obviously a, a professional company that invests, right, so they would have be able to write a couple million dollar checks at a time. Um, so, yes, I think those people are out there. 
Um, there's a great group. Which which city are you in 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 uh, in India? Bangalore. Bangalore, perfect. Okay, so in Bangalore, there's. Are you aware of Thai? T I E, the Indus Entrepreneurs. So you should look this up. Thai, um, Thai, Thai Angels. Uh, Thai Angels is a group, and I'm actually a member of Thai Angels. And Thai Angels is a group. It's worldwide. They're in a dozen or 20 countries, and they're Indian folks mostly who moved to the United States, made some money, and now are all over the world, and they invest, we invest in early-stage companies. Uh, and in uh, Bangalore, there's a big chapter in, in Bangalore, um, and um, they might, maybe there's somebody there that you could talk to. I don't know anyone there personally, um, but they're having their big annual conference in Hyderabad in about two weeks, actually. Um, so there's uh, Indian and Indian-American people from all over the world going to Hyderabad specifically to talk about uh, helping entrepreneurs. So that might be something for you to look up. Anyway, right. that's the yeah, place to start. Is there any startup, uh, do you mind to die, uh, which you mentioned? I can't understand you. Can you type that in in the chat? And I'm going to have to move on because I, I can't, we can't understand you. I'm sorry. <laughs> but type it in the chat and I'll try to answer you there, okay? And watch the replay and then you'll get the rest of it. <laughs> okay. Nice to meet you. Okay. So uh, that's too bad when people overseas, right? It's, it's difficult uh, bandwidth issues. Okay. So I guess we're getting near the end of our show. We're over an hour already. Okay. Well, I hope you've been finding this helpful. Um, I think so we've got a couple more questions here. Um, let's see, here's that um, website again. If you want the uh, code is bronze beta 50. Yeah, bronze beta 50 if you want to try that for half off. Uh, we're keeping the price down as low as we can to cover the costs. Um, you know me. Let's see, I think I covered everything. Um, we got a couple more questions in the chat here. Let's do that before we wrap up. Um, oh, yeah, so this too. If you, um, I run workshops as well. We'll be starting those again in January, um, which are groups. It's not just me talking. Uh, a bunch of the people in the chat room have been to these, actually. Um, I do them in person here in Southern California, but also um, online sometimes. Uh, and then we get everybody in a big Zoom conversation, and they're, they're really fun and um, quite educational, I think. Um, so check that out. Get on that list if you'd like. And um, this is our larger mailing list. This is actually really useful. Um, and it isn't just events from a startup council. We, we promote all kinds of great events, all kinds of things. And especially I know a lot of you are trying to figure out how and where to meet investors. This is how, right? Get on that email list, and then you'll see a bunch of um, events, and either in your town or not in your town. Because I know so many of you don't live, you know, in San Francisco, right? Um, so you can get on virtual events and meet people worldwide. That's one of the few blessings of the pandemic is we all got much better at Zoom calls. So if that works for you, um, you can participate in events worldwide and uh, startupeventnews.com there should take you to an email sign up and uh, get on our list. Okay, so let's wrap up here. Um, I see a question from Athena and um, let's see. And what does that one say? Okay, do you recommend... Okay, Athena, we'll do yours. Uh, let's start here with Swiss Tech. We're looking for non-dilutive patent collateralized debt capital to start prototyping our clean energy product and method. What do you advise? So that is a lot of big words. <laughs> so I don't know, you're just trying to trip me up? <laughs> we'll see. Uh, okay, so let me explain what the question is first. So non-dilutive means uh, basically grants, 
like sometimes the government uh, will give money to incentivize certain areas, like, uh, you know, the government of, uh, say, this is Swiss Tech. I don't know if you're in Switzerland or something, but like the government of Switzerland will give grants, they'll give away money to companies that look like they could improve a certain area, like solar or something like that, right? So non-dilutive means that somebody's giving you the money. It's hard to believe, but it does happen, especially in areas that are important for uh, government needs, like, uh, you know, defense industry or clean tech or all the kind of things that support society. Um, Collateralized debt capital. So uh, patent collateralized. Okay, so patent is, you know, protection of their tech, uh, intellectual property filings, collateralized debt capital. So I think what they're asking is, can we use our patents, which are essentially an asset, right? So they have a patent o- around some kind of technology, and they want to use that as collateral, as though it were actual assets, like it was a bars of gold or a house or something, and use that as collateral against a loan um, that would be capital. So debt is loan capital. So non-dilutive patent collateralized debt capital. Okay. So in this case, non-dilutive did not mean grants. I didn't read the whole question. Non-dilutive in this case means they're taking a loan. And this is what I was talking about with Nadira earlier. If you can get loans instead of grants, that's really good because you don't give up ownership, right? You do have to pay back the money, but if you pay back the money, then you're still left with owning hundred percent of the company, right? Which is awesome, right? The media doesn't talk about this much, but um, that's honestly what banks have been doing for hundreds, thousands of years, right, is giving loans, and they don't own the company. They just get paid back with interest, and you're good. You still own the company. So so the question is, can we use our patent to go to, say, a bank or someone who will lend us money and um, give us capital, basically, to run the business because we have these great patents? Will somebody loan us money against the patents that we can then use to build the business without giving up ownership of our company? That's what the company means, uh, the question means. So I don't know if that was any clearer, but okay. So um, so they're looking now, – now I'm going to answer the question or try. Looking, okay, so you want a lender who will give you a loan against your patents. What do I advise? Okay. Well, I don't have a great answer for you. I mean, it's a very clever idea. I, I would need to know a lot more about the patents and what jurisdiction you are. I don't know if you're in Switzerland or where you are. It would depend a lot on the market conditions where you are and who the lenders are, how excited they were about clean energy products and methods. Um, honestly, I would go back before I even did that. I would be looking for the first type of non-dilutive I talked about, which was grants. I don't, again, I don't know where you are um, or what government uh, – you're working under, but there are a lot of grants for clean tech stuff. So maybe there's something you could get that would be non-dilutive and not even have to repay it. Right. Um, so that's the first thing I would do. Um, other than that, it's too specific. I'm sorry. I don't know enough about that world. And without knowing where you are, I can't even send you in the right direction. I guess I would use uh, Google, right. Um, uh, and search around for that kind of idea. Uh, lending against patents is not a real common thing. I would think you could Google on that. Uh, collateralized uh, intellectual property debt is not something I've heard much of. I'm sure it happens probably more in med tech than in uh, software because the patents are a lot stronger, obviously, in uh, medical technologies and so forth. Um, so I would maybe look for uh, comps, say, in the medical tech space, medical devices. That might be helpful. Um, and other than that, if you're in the United States, I would go talk to the uh, SBDC that I mentioned earlier, Tenadira, uh, Small Business Development Corp. This is such a specific question. I'm not sure that they would know, uh, but it's, they know a lot of people. That's their job. The other thing is if you have um, patents, 
I mean, your own attorney, somebody patented this for you, presumably, so they might know. Uh, you probably already asked them. The other thing I would do is if you have that kind of sophistication, you probably came out of a university system. So I would talk to your university um, and talk to their – most um, universities have a tech transfer office and uh, talk to their commercialization folks. There's somebody there probably who's trying to monetize the patents uh, that were created by that university system. Uh, so I would be talking to the tech transfer office um, and see what they might suggest. Uh, that's about all I got. So I hope that's helpful. Um, interesting question. Um, but, uh, pretty, pretty techie and specific. So uh, yeah, that's what I got. Okay. And we're over time. So let me move on to uh, Athena. Um, Athena had on, oh, and here's Melina too. Uh, okay, sorry. So, okay, that's going to be the last question there with Melina, but let's do my friend Athena too. Athena says, Athena, you have to come on camera. Come on, one of these times. By the way, Athena is one of my favorite people because she always likes and comments and shares all the stuff that we post on LinkedIn. <laughs> so if you like this show, by the way, please do that. Um, we need your help just to get the word out. Um, and uh, if you see, sign up for the, follow the Startup Council, please. Um, go to um, LinkedIn and startupcouncil.com. Uh, sorry, linkedin.com slash startup council and follow that and then you'll get our notifications and then you can see them in your stream and then you can like them and stuff and that would be really helpful and it doesn't cost you anything. It would be really helpful to me and to our efforts. Okay, Scott, do you recommend sending along a pitch deck or video on the email when you first reach out to investors? Well, that's an interesting question. You know, uh, you know, obviously a video, you wouldn't attach it, right? Uh, this, I'm just nitpicking here, right? But people used to sign, my inbox used to get bombarded People would send like 25 megabyte business plans and stuff. It's like, dude, that's like, you know, back when bandwidth was scarcer anyway. It was a real um, – so obviously you mean a link or an embed, right, and a pitch deck these days. There's plenty of bandwidth, I guess. So that's not the problem it used to be. Should you send that on the first email? Um, yeah, I don't see much downside there. One of the things you need to think about, though, is, of course, if you send too much, you know, that they might forward it, and you, there's always that little bit of confidentiality issue. I wouldn't overthink that because, if anything, you want more people to know than less, of course. Um, but there is that, that little bit of fear if, um, if you've done what I recommended earlier and a company, you're approaching an investor because you know that they've invested in a similar company, you don't necessarily want them to – use your information and give it to a competitor, right? So hopefully that doesn't happen, but of course it might. Um, so you gotta be a little careful, but um, I mean, that can happen at any stage in the process, so it's hard to avoid, but this is something to keep in the back of your mind. Um, I think the shorter answer to your question is maybe, <laughs> and you know, you're pretty smart, but you know, like it depends on the situation, right? If you know the person or you have some idea that they would be in, interested, um, the more you send the better, right? But all the um, studies and all the blog articles and the whole internet says, you know, keep emails short. People have no attention span. You really got to make it short and sweet. Um, there's tons of examples out there of pitch letters uh, and pitch emails, um, and I, very few of them are longer than about two or three short paragraphs, you know, two, like maybe six sentences total. Um, to me, that I, I don't agree with that, honestly, because, like, I, don't, I hardly even know who you are you got to tell me more than that, right? But, but if it's personalized like we talked about earlier, like I know you because our mutual friend David and, you know, I know you've invested in this other company and we're kind of like them and, 
Uh, we've got some traction. You know, if you've got good stuff to say that shows you're actually really talking to them, not just blanket spamming the world, um, the email can be good. And then the pitch deck or video is appropriate, right? Because you've kind of set it up and you say, you know, if this sounds interesting, please see the attachment or click on this link. And, you know, and it will it can move the conversation a lot faster, right? Because you don't want to be hiding the ball. Um, investors, we get flooded with pitches all the time. And um, if you make me work and say, you know, yeah, I might be interested, but I really don't know what you're talking about. I'm not even going to send that email, right? So you got to be, you got to give us enough to chew on and make a, a solid decision uh, without overwhelming us. So, not a not a clear answer. Sorry. <laughs> I hope so. That's the fact. I hope it's useful, though. <laughs> nice to see you, Athena. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, in-person events again in um, starting the spring. So, um, hope to see you again face to face. Okay. Um, okay. So our last question for today. How do I get that on the screen? Hold on here. New messages. Uh, oh, Swiss Tech is in Atlanta. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Go to look at yeah. Go, go to Georgia Tech. Absolutely. They would have a lot of opinions about that kind of thing, I think. Um, or UGA. Um, or Emory. Uh, okay, here we go. Milena has an application with 500 users-ish, but I'm not looking for investment until I start selling, right? Is it wrong or right? Created myself and funded by savings. No, Melina, that's exactly the right approach. Good job. Good job, Melina. I hope you're still here. We're late in the show. Um, but, yeah, you just posted that a few minutes ago. Good. Okay, so, Melina, where are you? I'm just curious. I always like to know where we're reaching. Everybody, if you're watching, I'd be curious where you're from. Um, okay, so what Melina's doing is bootstrapping, right? She created herself, and she's funding it by her savings, kind of like Nadira was doing earlier, right? This is the best way to do it. Um, well, it's the best financially um, because – it means you don't have any outside investors, which means that you don't have any other bosses, right? And you can do what you want and you control your own destiny. Um, of course, the trade-off is you don't maybe have any money, <laughs> right? So you're getting your ass kicked worried about this and you're spending your own savings and really risking a lot. And that is not an easy life, right? I've, I've done this. Um, and uh, yeah, well, enough said. It's painful, right? So if you are, Melina, if you are actually have 500 users, um, and you have a path towards selling, absolutely. You don't need the outside money. I mean, well, you know, right? I mean, if you know whether you need the money or not, but if you don't need the money, don't take it. Absolutely. Um, the longer you can wait, the better. Um, because like we were talking about at the top of the show with uh, Eric, I think it was, um, if you go to investors and say, I have this great idea, um, give, you know, please give me some money, they might give you, you know, the valuation will be low, Right which means that you lose a lot of the company when you accept their money. But if you go and say, I have this company and we're actually have these many customers and we're making this kind of revenue. And you can see from that, that in six months or a year, we'll be making this kind of revenue. Then the valuation goes way up, right? Cause you look like a real company. Uh, and therefore for the same amount of money from them, you give up less of the company. That, that's absolutely, no, I think that's the right approach. Um, of course, I don't have all the details from Milena, but, uh, oh, you're from Serbia. Cool. Are, are you in Serbia? I don't know if I've had anybody tune in from Serbia. That's awesome. Um, congratulations. She's a developer and her application has been online for months. Awesome. Very, very cool. How did you hear about this? I'm curious. I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm glad we're reaching Serbia. <laughs> I didn't realize. <laughs> if all your friends in Serbia, I'd be happy to help. Okay. But good for you, Milena. That's exciting stuff. Um, especially as a female developer, very cool. Um, not an easy road, uh, and, um, and that's super cool. Okay, so I think we are in our last moments here. Okay, here's the startup council. 
uh, if you can, go over there and follow them. We'd really appreciate that. And um, let me just check my notes here. Um, yeah, I did that, did that. Um, okay, and yeah, okay, so we're going to be dark next month, which is because of Christmas, right? So I won't, I do this the fourth Tuesday usually. So the next one is in early, uh, or not early, uh, fourth Tuesday of uh, January, which is like the 20-something, I think, whatever that is. You guys can probably figure that out. Maybe somebody can even post it in the chat. Um, and I uh, would love to have you follow and like and share all that stuff. If you'd like to connect with me personally, I'm happy to do that, but you have to write me a note. I don't respond to just random connections, right? Tell me who you are and, and what, that you watch this and, you know, whatever, that kind of thing. Um, and then um, um, I'm not great at keeping up with LinkedIn messages because I get so many, but um, if you want to reach me directly, you can do that through scottfox.com. There's a couple pages there about how I can help, uh, including, like, investment oper- uh, opportunities that I recommend or um, the Startup Investors Directory dot com uh, link and uh, if even like you want to book a personal call with me I do a few of those each month um, and all that kind of stuff so I think that is it man I talked a lot all right 120 all right now I'm going to really go get some lunch so I hope you've had a good uh, time with us here today I'm Scott Fox I'm with the Startup Council and I've enjoyed talking with you guys hope it was helpful to you please tell your friends like and share and comment and smash that button and all that stuff In the meantime, keep doing what you're doing. Entrepreneurs are the best hope for the improvement of humanity. I'm convinced of that, and that's why I'm here doing this. And I hope that uh, you'll have a great time uh, the rest of today and that you learn something and that you'll continue forging ahead to make the world a better place. The end. (laughs) Thanks for watching. Hope to see you again next month. Go ahead and uh, sign up for that newsletter. We'll keep in touch and uh, hopefully provide you more encouragement along the way. Thanks for listening.